You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. It's a new 9to5 entertainment system. What do we talk about? Scott. We talk about no clip. Final Fantasy XIV, mm-hmm. uh, Ronda Rousey in the WWF, George St. Pierre, Conor McGregor, we talk about Ready Player One and the Sex Typhoon, and then we talk about the Russia International Olympic Committee Band. We continue on into Twilight Struggle, Brexit Part 2, Quebec Referendums, LCD System, Sound System, Emily Haynes, Another Wolf Cup, and The Jump. I think this is one of our best episodes ever, you guys. 9 to 5 Entertainment is one of them. That's an older generation right there. Wow. Yeah, it's an older generation, but 120 bucks is fine for the plus. It was the six was free. I'm trying to think of a movie franchise where six is better than eight. Like any movie franchise that goes that deep, you're already in bad even territory. Even Fast, Fast and the Furious even got better after six. No, better than eight because Fate. You guys were pretty was, on to Fate. Yeah, Fate was pretty great. Um, six might have been a low point, but no, but oh. six might have been like the moment where six Rock was, got injected. What about Hellraisers? No, six they was, got pretty bad. Six was Jason, Jason Statham's introduction as the bad guy. Okay, so that's not terrible, but eight was pretty great. Fate of the Furious? Yeah, yeah, that's where Jason Statham becomes a good guy and everyone forgets about Han. Fuck Han. That's right. It's not a good accent. What about Star Wars? It depends on the order that you put them in. Because but, they're, but they're still not at eight yet. But no, but they're about to be. And that's you true. could consider them at eight with Rogue One or... Um, that's true, and uh, if you and if, and the Ewok adventure, the Ewok adventure, two of them. Well, if you oh, okay, the Christmas but, special. But then I was like, but that messes everything up because I was gonna say if you say release like canon release numbered films, right? Because right, because I feel that that you, means because you're at the iPhone one? eight, but that's not counting iPhone six S and iPhone like yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, so yeah, but those are branches. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. But that's like Rogue One. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, you can't count Rogue One and Ewok story. So if it's six chronologically released, I think six is the worst. I'm pretty like I'm no pretty, way. I'm pretty four is the worst. Four is the worst. Six yeah. is the worst. Six. I have the higher ground. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck oh you, my Jedi. God. Dude, Phantom Menace is unwatchable. It's so bad. But I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm willing, I killed, having seen I killed eight, them all. Even the women. I, I would, even yeah, the children. You have that versus Jake Lloyd's Yippie. Right? I would oh. take... Either way, Ooh. either way. But but the point Jake is, is that we're, we're, we're versus... all basically willing to bet that whatever Ryan Johnson does with, is gonna be with, better. with, with The Last Jedi is going to be better than the prequels. <laughs> Don't forget, he started working on 8, and they gave him a whole trilogy. That like That's a thing that actually happened. There's a whole Star Wars trilogy written and directed by Ryan Johnson that's in the works right now as yeah. a result of his, his work on Episode 8. I mean, Looper didn't was they, pretty good, guys. Didn't they take away 9, though? They took away 9 from him. Yeah, but that's because he's doing a trilogy. I don't know. They took away nine. Uh, okay, you you, you <laughs> might be serious. right. Maybe maybe I'm I'm wrong on my Hollywood whatever. I was watching. I think I talked about this documentary series before. No clip documentaries. Okay, it's very cool. It's uh they did this documentary series uh about um like kind of like these like, like video game things in video games are like kind of like worthy of doing documentaries like sort of like enigmas and stuff like this okay. like weirdness and. Uh, they talked about the rebuilding of Final Fantasy fourteen, mm-hmm. right? That was one that launched MMO and was a disaster. And then they secretly built a game 
inside of it and then like broke away the shell of the first shitty game and then we're like now it's good kind of yeah yeah exactly yeah. but anyway but the reason that i even thought of that there's like a two-hour documentary on this thing like talking to all it's, these developers whatever yeah. but one of the things that they talk about is the guy that they brought in to do that was working on other things and he was just like to scott's point was like i am willing to drop whatever i am doing to work on a numbered final fantasy game like as a square enix developer so they lost hmm. he lost nine he right. got a trilogy, but he did lose nine. <laughs> so, like, but just, like, I don't know, but, like, the, the way that the guy was, like, talking wait, about wait, it, he's, like... Does, does he have kids? Who? Maybe he's got kids. Oh, if you're getting kid. that Disney money... The, like, the Final Fantasy guy? No, the... No, no, Ryan no. Because like, he's have, Japanese. But, as soon as you said, does he have kids, I was like, oh, no, Ryan Johnson's directing the Jar Jar trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Jar Jilogy. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's the mind that brought us Brick. Yeah. I might watch the Jar Jar story as written by <laughs> the guy who brought us Brick. Oh, yeah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> does he have gum or does his face just do that? <laughs> this weird little jaw clenched Joseph Gordon-Levitt-ishness. Do you hear that thing? Are you mocking his, his face? No, I'm not mocking his, like, him and him. I want to see. We talked about Jar Jar Binks and Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and you decided to make fun of Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon Levitt. Yeah. I really want to see um, what did I, Ryan Gosling act opposite Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a, like, skinny badass off. <laughs> <laughs> then then they both have to get beaten up but by someone else, you know? They, they don't actually fight each they other. They gotta they, just take... take they, they, they just, but it's like, it's a beaten up off? Yeah. Where it's like, like, poof, like uh, spit and out they, their tooth. They, and then they look across at the other one being like, you see that tooth I spit out? It, he's like, got, like, poof. the perfect sexy cut on his chin, yeah, even exactly. though he wasn't uh, hit there, and then the little hair is just out of place. Exactly. Yeah. It's perfect. And they wipe their hair aside. Yep. By Ronda Rousey. Wanderers <laughs> is just beating up yeah. both of them. She wanted uh, to get into movies. I mean, it's a perfect shot. Does she have a future in film? Does she have a future in the ring? Isn't she coming back? Speaking of WWE, Fast and the Furious, yeah. she was in Seven, right? She was in Seven, yeah. There's there's heavy, heavy, heavy speculation that she's going to be at WrestleMania next year. Really? She, she was at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah but that, she was last in year, the year before. She was, I think, she was, no, she's at thirty. I think she's at thirty with The Rock. Uh, but she. A couple of, of her MMA buddies, uh, Queen of Spades and a couple of the other ones, have transitioned into wrestling. She's a huge wrestling fan. And there's a group of wrestlers, uh, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch, known as the Four Horsewomen of Wrestling. And Bailey's in there? Yeah. Huh. Isn't her whole deal that she's, she's like totally... really nice and sweet? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like she's Mondo. <laughs> Mongo. <laughs> but anyway, and and in the in the heyday of UFC uh, or whatever, or I mean, just maybe because they like wrestling, they used to call those women were called the four horsewomen of MMA because hmm. they were like the women who were like kind of like pioneers of bringing <laughs> whatever the four who were in UFC. <laughs> kinda, yeah. But I mean, but also, but I was like, it's almost more fitting because I was like, wow. Other than like real UFC fans, you only know Ronda. Just like other than real wrestling fans, you kind of only know Rick. Like, like some like real fans will be like, yeah, Arn Anderson. But like most people, like John, if I said Arn Anderson, are you excited? Nope. Tully Blanchard. Blanchard. <laughs> Don't know who that is. <laughs> Oli Anderson, <laughs> the lesser known Anderson. <laughs> is it? It's not pronounced Oli. Oli. Ol. Ol. Yeah, I've always pronounced it Ol in my head. <laughs> I'm not speaking with any authority like, here. Ol Anderson. Ol Anderson. <laughs> Imagine naming your baby Ol. <laughs> But yeah, exactly. So I don't really know what these women's MMA accomplishments are, but uh-huh. I do know Ronda Rousey's Ric Flair in that situation. Imagine naming your baby Ole, and he grows into that name, because holy shit, does he look like an Ole Anderson. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, so they're supposedly going to build to be like giant WrestleMania bank to have like four women from the UFC or formerly of the UFC who are now transitioning into wrestling right. facing their top four women hmm. type of thing. And Ronda Rousey's still like an identifiable enough name that for sure. uh, she'll be a pull for a WrestleMania. But she's not getting fights? She doesn't want to do UFC? I don't think so. I feel like she's done. Hmm. I mean, Nunes beat her the hell up. And now like people are like competitive to Nunes' level. Like I mean, like I think that she did. she did it. Yeah, so I know, I know, man. People oh. sure does. I always kind of thought it was Oli. People are pretty down. So I, sub, I subbed to the UFC subreddit after the delightful time at the last one that we watched, Such and drama. people are really down on GSP. They say he's dodging fights and he's like trying to wimp out of this his quote unquote comeback. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 dodging yeah. fights? How long? It was like three, four weeks ago. What fight is he dodging? Well, plans, planned fights that are coming up. Well, here's the problem is that he's supposed to – he's contractually, I think, obligated to fight Woodley. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to because that's not probably a money fight because Woodley is a boring fighter. And the UFC, though they can't openly say they don't want him to – like at the end of the day in the back room, I'm sure the UFC doesn't want to deal with that either because they're like, mm-hmm. why would they – like a bad – like GSP right now, if, he, if GSP faces a bad loss, he's kind of done. Yeah. Right? Like, he had a really good win and all that stuff, but he's like, he's money. Like, no one really cares about him eating a loss and then having a rematch, and then you're like, now he's getting older. Mm -hmm. So, why would you risk a money payout on GSP on a boring fighter like Woodley? Who, Woodley is a technically sound enough fighter that might be able to beat him. Woodley's camp doesn't have a horse in the race? They wouldn't say, like, hey, we we want this fight. Isn't Woodley the title holder? Yeah, Yeah, Woodley is the title holder. He's a championship. He doesn't want to risk losing the belt either. He doesn't want to risk losing the belt, as he's exemplified in his two fights against Wonderboy, which have been boring as crap, that have gone to decision. Like, he's, he's not really in a position. He'd look terrible if he lost to GSP, first of all. Like, and I mean, he's not, and he's not a draw right now. Right. Like, so like they have a huge problem with the entire weight class, which that's like another thing. But are you going to look to like essentially a comeback story to solve your problem with an entire weight class? Well, it would put some hype into the match. But right? it's, like, but it's, but it's a lose, lose. Like I said, for sure, contractually he's supposed to, because that was, he was contractually supposed to defend the title or challenge for the title that he uh, gave vacated. up. Yeah. yeah. That's like part of the contract that he signed. Right. But. He's the title holder for a whole other weight class yes now he is the title holder of another weight class yeah exactly so now Hmm. it's he's kind of damned if you do damned if you don't i think because he's supposed to defend both like he's supposed to challenge for the vacated title or defend the title that he just won but everybody at least money wise wants him to hit a catch weight with mcgregor and make a gazillion dollars except that mcgregor can't keep himself out of trouble and it looks like he's not gonna fight anymore i mean Ah, if you read about him he'll fight in like a second man that guy will it's I've also said the same thing about uh, Mayweather. He's not going to fight again. He's 49 fights. He's ticketed like $300 but does, million. Doesn't 50 you know, look great? You, according to Mayweather, he's not Mayweather. According to McGregor, he's back in the octagon in 2018, right? Huh. Like, so while he's like jerking around with the Irish mob, getting in trouble, beating into, up random people, and... jumping into a cage and pushing referees around. Yeah, but it, it, hey, but it was a Bellator referee. Oh it's, not even his... it's not even a real referee. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even a real Man. referee. Uh, what's going on, boys? Was... It's the freaking Kanye West of fighting. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce should have won. Like, of, of course. McGregor's yeah, exactly. jumping in and pushing a ref around. Right. But he's still going to drop a like double platinum album every time he does one. Like, that's, that's do, like McGregor's Do you thing. think the Mayweather fight was a double platinum album? I kind of think it was. Oh, Money-wise. Money money-wise, it was I mean, Watch the Throne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, 
Everyone was, was excited it was, for it until it, it dropped, and they were like, oh, I mean, I guess that happened. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> it wasn't either either one's best work, but, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was still entertaining, and they still sold out arenas, yep. you know? <laughs> like, did you hear about, I mean, this is now talking about, like, months old fight stuff, but yeah. apparently they didn't, the tickets were so priced out that they didn't sell out the uh, the whatever the heck Mayweather uh, Mayweather right? McGregor did not sell out in person. Like people were selling tickets below face value to try to get the money because people bought them oh, expecting them. to scalp them at like massive prices. But I'm sure they were marked up like crazy. Mayweather was getting money out of every fucking oh the direction tickets were crazy thing. expensive. Like they the were cheapest, like starting at a thousand bucks. Yeah, right? like the cheapest seats were like a thousand bucks per seat. Right? right. So, but people still kind of figured that they'd be able to like double, triple their money selling it out, but then they didn't even sell at the arena. Yeah, so people were selling below face value because like, they were buying intending to sell. And I was you like, know, the, the, the opening three fights were terrible. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, there was, there was such a joke. The guy with the little tassels on his feet and whatever. Hilarious. Scott, Yo. you, I lent you a book like two weeks ago and you went all the way through it. Yeah. You had Ready Player One, which I, I feel might climb. as well be called Ready 9 to 5 Entertainment System. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a whole generation of nerds for whom they feel like that book was especially written for them. Yeah. We're only are. three of them. Exactly. Yeah. But, but I mean, I feel that we're also, this, this show caters to that generation of nerds. Yep. Uh, what do you think, buddy? I, I I read it in three days. Yeah. It's, it's a, very fast because I'm a really slow reader. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I, every break, every time I was on the Metro, every commute, I, was, I had the book in my hand, so. It's like a super fun adventure. I would have loved to have somehow, if it was possible, played it as a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine just like, I don't even know. I feel like maybe like a Bioshock kind of like FPS with RPG elements would be like the method to go in. Because it would have to be like, it would have to be like action packed. Like, I feel that an RPG, like a full fledged RPG would kind of like slow it down too much. That's the thing. You're talking about like an adventure a little bit in the tune of, um, uh, what's his name? The, the guy from Naughty Dog. There's four of them, Uncharted, mm-hmm. right? Something like that that's like an adventure, puzzle, action platformer kind of situation. But yeah. those things are so long to develop, right? Like yeah. you've got to build complicated, good-looking environments that get used for a half hour, and then the player's yep. in the next zone, and then that's it for that forever. Well, depending on how much money the movie makes. I don't well, think there's enough get money the in the game. whole world <laughs> to make that. But yeah, the movie, because yeah, I guess... If the movie makes like $300 million, a video game company might... I'm, hook, I'm really, really, really interested in how the movie's going to do, right? It's yeah. a Stu- Steven Spielberg-helmed thing. So the danger, you keep hearing whispers about him getting caught up in the sexual whatever drama. Oh. So that is a thing that might be happening in the next couple of years. I think it might. It's, 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 people are saying it's going to hit the Spielberg, too. It's going to hit the it's Berg. fucking horrible. How many children's movies immediately become tainted forever because oh, of no. that? Yeah. I mean, like... E.T. E. <laughs> Goonies? A lot, okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, hasn't happened yet. He produced yet. Goonies, right? I don't think it's... Indiana Jones. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> AI. Remember AI? Oof. I do. There wasn't a... It was... It, uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, either way, though, that movie, I'm so... I mean, I guess, hopefully... Hopefully, let's... Until the allegations come out, let's hope that a beloved filmmaker yeah. is not the worst. Hopefully, it's not. It's just rumblings, and maybe he left the party before it got weird. You know? Please leave come the on, party Steve. before it gets weird, Steve. Just, just, just <laughs> you know, just Brian Singer invites you to a thing. Just don't go to it. Did man. you hear no, fucking... Not Brian Singer, the other one. James Ratner. 
No, Brian Singer. Oh, Brian Singer. Brian. Jeremy Irons came out today, and he was Ooh. in a big fucking thing, and he was like, yeah, we actually shut down production of uh, The Usual Suspects because uh, Brett got into some trouble. And, um, well, now, oh, yeah, sorry, Singer got into some trouble, and now uh, I know what it is. Man, I feel really bad about that. Didn't think of how bad it could be. Like, so they even sort, some people sort of knew, but he was doing it fucking back then, too. Like, imagine how bad it has to be to shut down production on a major motion picture. (sighs) And he fucking got taken off of the Queen biopic that was getting made where they have, um, what's his name, Ramsey Malik, the guy, um, the guy from... Uh, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. From uh, Mr. Robot. Uh, from Mr. Robot playing yeah, yeah. Uh, Freddie Mercury. The Queen? Oh. Yeah, anyway, it's shut down. The whole thing is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I just, this stuff blows my mind, man. It's just, the thing, okay, the thing <laughs> that gets me and, like, and just like messes me up, and I guess, I mean, I have not. Ex- wow, it makes those whole X-Men movies really. Could you imagine that, like, X-Men 3, Singer's not coming back. The, all the women in the cast and crew are like, Woo! Yeah. Brett Ratner's taking over. Oh, <laughs> no. Fuck. But, like I mean, I, not none of us I think have experienced like. There's a couple things that I think about when I watch this like sexual uh, harassment, like typhoon explode as like every person with power in the world apparently just doesn't know how to keep it in their keep fucking it in their pants. pants. It's so weird. Yeah. I think about Jake the Snake Roberts and Beyond. As the Mac, you do, where he's just sort of like you're just doing drugs and you just just keep asking girls to do stuff. And they just keep doing them, and eventually, like, only the weirdest stuff gets you there hurt. There is no way. These guys are so, all in positions of power. It's not the same as fucking asking when the, the girl no, but, is... No, but, yeah. but, but that's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and where, when I think about that, and I think about the fact that Jake the Snake is not, was never in, like, a huge... I mean, like, he certainly had some ring rats, guaranteed, who were willing. And I was like... And for these guys, I was like, it must have been so easy to have willing partners mm-hmm. that then the unwillingness becomes the thing and I'm like and that's the part that really gets me like because I was mm. like Harvey Weinstein could have had like questionable but consensual relationship with a lot of women in, in Hollywood mm-hmm. right like you'd be like that's oh. gonna be his defense right was like well these women all got parts well, and it's they're the, consenting it's the, adults it's the Joss Whedon thing right like what? he's involved no because no. he has really young girlfriends but he keeps it consensual and not weird but he's like famously dates girls in their 20s when he's in his 40s so everyone's like eh, weird but apparently is very respectful and right, all that right, stuff right. so just like, the joss whedon issue is he was constantly cheating on his wife with very young girls yeah. right. but it was consensual and he wasn't like manipulating he wasn't offering them roles in films with, right. with very young adults yeah young adults yeah it's, i'm it's saying girls very but I'm talking, important i'm talking about like women of age in their early 20s or whatever and, and was like yeah exactly his, like, his his drama was he was always presenting himself as a feminist while at the same time he was constantly undermining his his marriage. Yeah, right. exactly. But I mean, but it, as a result though, he's not blacklisted. People are just sort of like, yeah, that's a little creepy. Like I'm like, how it, Harvey Weinstein could have stayed in that zone of just being like this creepy old dude who has young girlfriends, you know? Right. Like, right. But like, instead, but, it became about power plays and exactly, casting that's and it. whatever. Yeah. Because like, it's not about just like. Like, the thrill becomes answering the door in your fucking bathrobe. Like, it's not a... You're not, like... You're not... Ima- like, nobody, I don't... I mean, I'd like to think. Nobody's imagining they're like, yeah, she's going to be into this. Like, you're, like, getting off on the, like, the awkwardness... I'm a huge, hideous of situation monster, be like, yeah. what, Like, she needs to deal with this, and I'm going to watch her. Yeah. That's my what I have to say about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what just like gets like blows my mind is when Jake the Snake Robert was like, yeah, girls would do anything if you asked. And then being like, and these guys are at a point where they stopped asking. 
Like, and I was like, you just you just made Jake the Snake there's, seem like there's a world <laughs> seem like the super stand up guy in that this might situation. be coming on where one of these guys attempts to give like a flat out defense. Something like, yeah, I'm a monster, but I'm an artist, and that's what it takes to get my art out. Like, I just, I don't, I want to hear what these guys think is the justification for this kind of like behavior. Like, why it's okay? Well, I mean, why? Kevin Spacey told us why it was okay, because he's gay. Thanks, Kevin Spacey, you piece of garbage. Yeah, human filth. <laughs> You're just... But, uh, like, that, the fact that he would go out and say that tells me the, like, how disconnected you have to be from what you're really doing and, like, what the impacts are to people. Yeah. To ju- like, in his head, he's like, oh, well, it's okay. I can make it. Fuck. Yeah. It's such you a know? bummer. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the defense is going to be the Trump defense. Didn't happen. Never happened. Yeah. Yeah. And because Trump, well, is now, Trump is now just denying the Access Hollywood tape just because he felt like Which it. one? The one where, like, the grab him by the pussy tape. He's saying that that is, that, is fake. You cannot be conversing about that thing in the same sentence as you're talking about Brian Singer. No, like that's no, because because women have come out and said Donald Trump grabbed me by the pussy. But, that that tape is like destroyed t- my life because it made me relive it on the news every day but it, for like, a month. Admittedly, Jeez. that tape is tip of the iceberg. But like yeah. we're talking the last week or two, Trump just felt like saying <laughs> it's fake. To the point where like, Billy Bush like, like, in new, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. he was just sort of like, "Oh yeah, no, it's uh-huh. faked." And you're like, to, the, to the point where Billy Bush started getting back in the news because he was like, "Oh, it's real." I was there. Yeah, so it wasn't just the two of us. Remember that time I lost my job for you know standing next to the president when he said, "Grab him by the pussy." That was Billy Bush, huh. right? Like he he has he not was, worked in since uh, since right. He got fired from Access Hollywood. Like the guy who was just there, kind of laughing along with. The Trump, super awkward. Trump's super awkward. Like, I just love to see women and I just love to grab them and whatever. Like, all this. Okay. He got that, fired. But that he guy got fired job. and has not worked since. The guy saying it. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, there. And, and that's that in no way. That's just like tip of the iceberg. There's like a gazillion women who have allegations against okay. him. And, and but that I mean, doubles down with the Roy Moore stuff. Yeah, exactly. Roy Moore just being like, nope. <laughs> and you're just sort of like, okay. And Trump going, Roy Moore. Yeah, Roy, yeah, he's Roy, good. I endorse him. Trump publicly like, endorsed Roy yeah, Moore. Yeah, I know. After all of that shit, I can't fucking like, believe I mean, it. It's one thing to like demand that he step down, which I think it's probably like, like, like even like ah, uh, this, this stuff infuriates me. Even if it's baseless for some reason against Roy Moore, which I don't think it is. I think it's weird when an adult signs your yearbook. <laughs> like you know, like if you're talking about like smoke and fire, just being like, what a lovely lady. The story Roy Moore told about his future wife at a Did dance he? recital when she was 15. So the first, he was like, and like fondly remembering her dance recital when she was 15. That's fucking and he messed married up. Her. Exactly. Like, I'm like, even if somehow with all of those warning signs, he somehow isn't guilty of anything, I'm like, still maybe drop out of the Senate race. Just like, let this clear up. You yeah. know, if, if you're somehow guilty, which it really doesn't seem, it seems like you're. The thing is, if you, if you acknowledge it in any way, in a sense, you're, you're acknowledging that it's truth. Like, if he was to drop out, he would, people would assume that he's doing it because there's something there. The only way that he has to proceed is by ignoring it. Uh, I don't know. I feel... Or he could just disappear, which, which, if he's guilty, would be the better decision. You can say, decision. I will fight these challenges in court for the betterment of the party or the politics or the state. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, I have nothing to fear, and I will, like, I will let this settle itself in a court of law or whatever else like that. Like, like Russell Simmons, like, it, like, came out and he stepped down from everything and within, like, an hour of it breaking. Mm. Like, Russell Simmons sexually harassed me, and he just, like, dropped everything. Al Franklin's trying to work through it. Yeah, but he also threw himself at the mercy of the investigation. Like, yeah. he said, absolutely, this happened. I apologize, and I'll work with the investigation committee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For this, like, it was a little bit different than what Roy Moore said, right? 
Yes. Just, yeah, it's absolute garbage and whatever. And I mean, and not and not to say like that. There's the whole Bill Burr thing too, where he's like, "We have degrees of murder. There kind of has to be degrees of yeah. sexual harassment." You know, and he's like, I know, like, it's a whole, I think it's a new thing. Like, I mean, like, we're like, what, yeah, but we're I what, mean, like 20, 20 or 30 years into, like, I understand, what Bill Burr, I understand what Bill Burr says, but if Roy Moore was charged with any of those degrees of murder, <laughs> he would still probably have to stand No, down. With, without a doubt. But it's not, like, and I mean, like, I'm not saying Al Franken didn't do anything wrong, but I'm like, he took a, at least from what I know, like, just, like, was trying to make really crass jokes versus underage kids you know and i'm like one of those things is wrong one of those things is you're macking on underage girls like which is also wrong but it's very very clear very very yeah exactly which is like very wrong but like i'm saying like there's like like it's like levels of violence have a degree like you get a different sentence if you punch a guy in the face versus if you stab him versus if you premeditate absolutely you know like there's like there's degrees all all of this is to say that uh ready player one was a really great book (laughs) and uh, you should really read that book (laughs) really really enjoy super fun (laughs) yep uh Good times, fucking. You also, know, the, the good thing about all of this, okay, is that it is coming out, right? If you add, if none of this stuff was to come out, ten years from now, you would be at the exact same point as you are before any of this came out, except that there would be another ten years of victims, yeah, right? No, so I, like, not only that is it coming out, but people are responding to it. Like, yeah, yeah. There, it's not being, it's not being, being brushed under the, <clears throat> on, like, it's not, it's not just like a weird like talk piece. Oh, someone said one, that. That's uh, huh. And next on the news. Yeah, like, you yeah. never know when like when things are going to break. Like it reminds me of the Hannibal Burris, the Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby thing. thing. Like it was like it was there was stuff about it, mm-hmm. but then just like Hannibal Burris just like made a rant about it that somehow like catalyzed the whole thing. Like exactly served as the catalyst. He was like like that bit, but the Hannibal. But Burris even then, he like, did it like, again and again yeah. and again. He did it relentlessly yeah. until it Google. Stuck. Bill Cosby, like, sex allegate. Just Google it. This is not... If it's a, not very hidden. Why are you laughing? No, this is not a joke. <laughs> exactly. Go like, Google it. Just to do that when you get home and prepare to, like, watch you, your legend You go die. back and check out the Seth MacFarlane stuff where he's just, like, the jokes about, oh, I just escaped from Brad Radner's basement. Like, yeah. fuck, it's right out there. Yeah, yeah, Well, the other one, the other good one who did the, those, those jokes where he brings it all out is fucking, what's his name, the Canadian guy? Louis C.K. No way. No. That's a different thing he brought out. <laughs> what I love about Louis C.K. <laughs> is that this is so good. It's on brand. Even his sexual like humiliation of other people was just masturbating like a sad old fat guy in front of people. And that's, you and know, that, like, th- that was it. Like, the, the Louis C.K. one, I mean... It's ob- terrible, but it's also no, but It is terrible, funny. but, it, like, but it, it bummed me out because I was like, oh, you were so close to being okay about it. Being like, do you mind if I take my clothes off and masturbate? And then I was like, oh, you asked. And then they're like, and then they said no, and I did it anyway. No, like, oh, you almost Louis. did it. Louis. <laughs> you're like, I was like, you were just sort of like, do you mind if I indulge in this super weird, gross thing? Fetish, yeah. And if she said yes, I would do it. And I'd be like, and if she said no, I didn't, I'd be like, oh, Louis. But no, if she said no, and then I did it anyway, I was like, God, <laughs> damn it, Louis. I was like, mm. It's just, yeah, it's frustrating. Yeah. Don't have heroes. And I mean, don't, yeah, Angela Lansbury just being like... What? <clears throat> Angela Lansbury just being like, all these women are just like... No, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon and Angela Lansbury also. Like, I mean, like, what, what... Saying all these women are what? Just like making mountains out of molehills and like whatever else, and it's part of the business and... Fucking Barbara nonsense. Walters telling Corey Feldman to shut up because he's ruining a whole industry. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Uh, what... <clears throat> What's her name? Uh, Pamela Anderson. Also, Pamela, yep. Pamela Anderson victim blamed. What Being like when you oh, know, like God. when a man invites you up into a hotel room and you go, it's on you. Thanks, Pamela. Hmm. 
No, it pen. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, like, God. Like, it's not even just, yeah. No means no, unless you took a ride home. I mean, God. Yeah, exactly. How, what are we going to do? Take a cab? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, just the worst. Oh. But like I said, I mean, I, I hope I, I hope that it, 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 there's like a, I hope there's a draining of the swamp. Yep. To, you know, borrow a phrase. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, it had to, like, it's just, it, it's so many people. And, it, and so many, like, respected, powerful people that mm-hmm. it's just straight up. Gross. Oh, like, that's entertainment. We didn't talk about the news. Fuck. Dude, the news. Which news? news? Matt Lauer and Charlie Rose and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Bill yeah, yeah, O'Reilly. Yeah. Like, yeah. People who trade on their authority. Yeah, exactly. Like, and Matt Lauer and his locked door button. I love the thing. Da- Daily Show pointed fuck. out about this because Charlie Rose also had an open bathrobe story. <laughs> and, like, and Evernote was like, how is that the play? <laughs> Like, of all the weird pervy things, being like, you know what'll be really fun? Me in a bathrobe. That's just open. I was like, like, think about how awkward it is. Like, I mean, have you ever been at home and like... Remember when my little brother showed up to Sierra with an open bathrobe? (laughs) I mean, sadly. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But that's it. But like, have you ever been home and like someone like knocks on the door or whatever and you're in like a shower and then you like, you like answer it and you're like really quickly in your towel and you like rush to get changed or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like imagine just having a a completely different brain being like, this is fine. Dick out. I'm just going to sit down and spread, you know? Whatever happens, happens. It's like (laughs) basically not on me. Uh, Yeah. What kind of a... Still less creepy than fucking Matt Lauer and his... Button the under door the door lock button. You heard about this, John? He has a door lock button under the Gee, desk. Who has a door lock button? Fucking rapey, creepy old man. Just boop, boop. Like, ah, yeah. oh, you're not like a gross Bond villain. You're like a super villain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Ugh. Ready Player One though. Super. Yeah, fun. let's talk about nice things. It's getting made into a movie. It's been 12 minutes of uh, sex typhoon. Uh, Russia is banned from the Olympics. Oh, wonderful. I was so... What more good news could you get in your day? <laughs> These guys have been fucking cheating for years. Everybody knew about it. Constant, and at every level of the world stage, right? Like every level. The Olympics, like the, the junior hockey team had this whole thing where they're all stripped of medals. And like, yeah, Russia's just been There's a documentary constantly. about the guy. And I forget. I think he was a figure skating guy. Somebody who was involved with the whole process when they did Sochi. Yeah. And he went through the whole process of how they had like... They, they had the rooms next to the room where the, the piss was being stored. And they had a guy drill a hole in the back of the cabinet and swip, swip, swap vials out and they had already prepared these vials a fucking year and a half ahead of time back in Russia so it's like 100% organized back in Moscow it was 100% yeah. organized yeah. state sponsored uh, completely and then they got banned from the most recent Olympics and then they got the ban overturned because they were freaking out and yeah. everybody thought they were going to get away with it yeah. this is great news great news except that it's the summer Olympics right? no it's winter no, Olympics winter Olympics the winter, the winter yeah. Olympics man it's in two months 10. from now good yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like happening two three months from now and they're going to Russian now, this is like another potentially hilarious mess, is that Russian athletes are invited to still compete under a neutral flag, which yep. I'm like, I feel they would get in a lot of trouble. Back for, in Russia? Back yeah. in Russia, if they do. Like, also, it, I was like... I really think it depends. Like, I feel... I would also just laugh my head off if Alex Ovechkin captains a neutral hockey team <laughs> and, and wins gold medal, yeah. and he's like, he's for Alex Ovechkin country. <laughs> He's like, yay! <laughs> has his own face on the flag or whatever. No, no, he wears the senator's third jersey. He's got the big O on the flag. <laughs> oh, it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like because there's the NHL still hasn't been clear on whether or not players can go. No, they've been absolutely clear. Okay, but a lot of players have said they're going anyway. The NHL says uh, even Ovechkin said he's not going. Yeah. 
Oh, he didn't? Yeah. When, uh, when the last... The last the last round of potential punishment. They were just like, you will, you will lose. And he was like, I am sad. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's not going to be any NHL players. Mm-hmm. KHL haven't but committed yet. Exactly, that's it. But the KHL still said they were probably going to go. Up until the point that Russia got banned. Exactly, because I was like, this was the year that because all the other teams would actually, or all the other countries would need to put up their, basically their junior teams, mm-hmm. which is like, it's fine. It's going to yeah. be like competitive. Like, it'll but be like fielding a world. bunch of NHL guys against them. Well, but specifically fielding a bunch of KHL guys. Right. what Russia was going to do is basically like f- probably float to a gold medal playing with KHL, which is the second most competitive league, with a bunch of formal NH- former NHLers, Jeez. would have just ripped up the juniors of the other countries in, like, a big way. Yeah. But now they don't even get to get their freebie gold medal. No. <laughs> like, our, like, by all accounts, Russia was going to have a free gold medal in but men's the, hockey. But the KHL rules could still turf a bunch of other countries, like the Czechs, the Slovaks, the Ukrainians, the yeah. Belarusians, the... The Finns, oh, yeah, the, the NHL Swedes. rules are already kind of doing that. Like no country, no country is going to have their best players playing. But Russia could have had Datsyuk and Kovalchuk playing, and right? Markov, <laughs> and Markov. Like have... exactly, like Russia could have just with KHL players fielded a pretty, pretty intimidating team. Intimidating team for but, a bunch I of eighteen-year-olds to play. The against. Czechs and Slovaks and, and Swedes and Finns also have a lot of talent in the KHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the KHL might just shut them all down, too, and as like a backwash. Yeah, because yeah, now the KHL might back out, which would be just, yep. to, just to prevent. Because, yeah, but I just thought it was hilarious that they were basically in line for, like, essentially a free gold medal in hockey. And then... Ha- well, maybe you shouldn't dope all of your players every- all the time forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, pretty pretty ballsy that the IOC just bans Russia Again, from a winter. It's good, Olympics. man. In no, their time I'm... zone, too, right? Like, that's yeah, the other yeah. thing, too. In their time zone, because it's Korea. It's in Pyeongchang. Wow. Yeah. So, like, it would have been huge. Like, the advertising money and stuff must have been in. Would Wait, be in they're doing an Olympics in Pyeongchang, Pyeongchang. South Korea. Huh. Yeah, mountains. Boy, that's a time to be doing an Olympics in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Well, the. Isn't it? Isn't it? I don't. I mean, the, the stuff gets decided like eight years in advance, if not more. They've right? got to be already setting up the anti-missile bunkers, fucking Dude, all over. Be. Like Berlin, nineteen thirty-six. I guess that's true. Eh? Los Angeles and Moscow, nineteen eighty, nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like L.A. and Moscow. Yeah, yeah. Like these things have happened before. <laughs> yeah, almost. They almost have a precedent of happening. Yeah. That actually. Sarajevo. Scott, Scott brought out a good point that we'd be remiss mm-hmm. if we didn't mention. Uh-oh. The Cold War. Yeah. John and I finally played Twilight Struggle. Oh, yeah. It was so, wicked. <laughs> Twilight Struggle is a game, it's a Cold War simulator, <laughs> where one person plays the USSR and one person plays the United States, and... It takes three hours. <laughs> takes, about, takes about three hours to play, starts off on the eve, not the eve, the dawn... Dusk of World War Two. The yeah. dusk of World War Two yeah. takes yeah. It takes place nineteen forty six. Yeah, exactly. Like the first cards are events that happened in forty six, forty seven. Basically, I, I didn't know the dates exactly on any of them. Yeah, but in yeah. like you shuffle them up, right? So some of the dates ha- the, or the events happen in different. So, orders, but but events are, are divided up into early war, middle war, late war, and it's all in the realm of the Cold War. And man, this game is like a masterwork of game design. Like the more that I thought about it the crazier it gets. So the core mechanic is super simple. You pay, you play an event that benefits you or you play the same card or uh, the card that benefits your opponent, but you get operation points. And then you handle like the operation points let you sort of like spread your influence around. So you can either spread influence or get positive events. And that's basically the game. Mm-hmm. But it's spread out 
over the entire globe over like an intelligently designed timing system where like like for instance i had a card which was fidel castro shows up which unless that card is played during the early war the ussr just has no inroad into central or north america so like as playing the american player like by sitting on that card and just like keeping it out of play for two or three rounds i'm blocking the ussr from going in so it's like it even ties in with history like how it plays out because you're like, if Castro just never shows up, how is the USSR going to, like, engage in the Cuban Missile Crisis later? Right? Like, yeah. it's so, like, it, mind-boggling. And, like, the space race plays a part. Yeah. And, uh, like, what else goes on? Like, Every, Okay, so there's, there's a number of military conflicts around the world. You're, like, the core of the game is you're spreading your influence to, to countries, right? And then it, wars will happen in the different countries, which have a chance to swing things dramatically for one player or the other. So there's, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Korean War happens. The um, Israel gets invaded. Indo-Palestinian um, war. Yeah. Um, there's there's the Cuban Missile Crisis, which happens. So there's like a couple of them from history. I feel like yeah. there's three or four other ones. Yeah, yeah. Each yeah. one of them. Afghanistan. Like a, yeah. They're yeah. all crucial events that can swing countries to one side or other of the game. And so there's like a dance around when are you going to play these things? Yeah, when, when, yeah. when has somebody been putting their influence into South America? Okay, I know he's going to try and get points out of South America. Now I need to... It's And like just yeah. like the amount of stuff that you're like keeping track of is just like... like it works so well because it's like it's not complicated rules-wise... But, like, your brain, you're thinking about everything that's going on on the planet. Like, there's, like, a number you need to uh, you, you need to use as many military operation points as there is DEFCON level because you need to, con- like, and there's a penalty for not doing so. So you need to be continually, like, flexing your military strength as much as possible without leading to nuclear war. Yeah, and like, if anybody starts of- nuclear war, you lose. Yeah, because then yeah. the Cold War is over. Yeah. <laughs> But that's it. So it's like if at a at a DEFCON five, you need to spend five military operation points because you're like, yo, this is peacetime. Look at all this military spending. And then like at DEFCON two, you're like, let's maybe not spend so many points on right. military expenditures. So good, delightful, super. I mean, and uh, it's a two player only game, and it takes about three hours. Mm-hmm. But I would recommend it to anyone who has <laughs> one friend in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, we uh, let's just call this what it is: date night. <laughs> Mark and Emily got it for date night. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear they're, that. They're, goes. they're heavy, heavy board games, though. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, and the other thing that I will say as a staunchly anti-communist. Yeah, as as a that's one thing that I will say about the game is that it is like devoid of any political statements. Like in no way did the USSR seem like the bad guy. Like yeah. you're, it's just like these. Wars happened. The USSR could have advantage if this happened, or the USA could have advantage. There's like there are bad events, obviously, like assassinations and stuff. But Rocky not- Four is Rocky Four a card? No, oh. that should be a card. That's an event that happened. You know, I read you guys at some point made fun of him for putting Stallone for putting the little robot into Rocky Four. Yeah, the, the robot sucks. Do you know what that story is? That Stallone actually had a robot and he wanted to cast him? Yeah, because he has a kid who's like super like high autistic and can't deal with other people. And so he had the robot as a companion because he, could, he didn't get the emotional trigger that a lot of autistic kids get when they're around emotional people. So the robot made him a more functional child. And Stallone cool. was like, I really, I really want other people to see this because maybe they have autistic kids and they would be helped by having a little robot. Seriously. Uh, like a $10,000 robot. Well, I don't fucking know. It doesn't make any sense. It's Stallone. And the, but but, but there's, that's why the robot is there. It's actually like, it's nice like a nice story. The, my favorite thing about the robot is that it showed up in Glow to give everybody drugs. It was a different robot. Different robot. 
But still, but still, an '80s robot just showed up and glow. It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't Stallone's autistic helper robot that showed up. But it, it instantaneously made me think of Stallone's robot when when the rich guy had a robot for no reason in glow, but then was full of drugs. And then when what's her name is just like banging at it, trying to get the drugs out later. Uh, but yeah, my last thing I will say yeah. about Twilight Struggle is it was pretty expensive when I bought it, and it's still pretty expensive. But there's, uh, I mean, it's like board game price. But there's a um, an app version of it that's like fifteen or twenty bucks. And it's the whole game. The yeah, same yeah, thing yeah. In the it's, app. Like, it's like the full game. Awesome. Play, which I kind of want to get. Hmm. Like especially if you can play it remote, like you just like take like a super long time, like and just you play a turn a day or whatever. Play like, it for yeah. like the three over the course of three months, being like boop 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 boop, and you just like take your turn. And Man, then, I'm into that. So, Fucking yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Just because everyone is super into news and European politics, mm-hmm. did you guys see the news today <sighs> about oh boy the Brexit struggles? Well, they're trying to reverse it, right? Well, did you yeah. know the specifically like what they're hung up on now in in the government? What the Tory government is stuck on? No, so. The United Kingdom can separate from the rest of Europe mm-hmm. easily because they have no land borders with them. Right. Wrong. Ireland. Right. They have an entire land border on Ireland. Right. That is currently an open border. Correct. Which is lovely because the troubles. Right. Yeah. It's yeah, a big yeah. old thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, having watch posts all over there, not so great. Uh-huh. Are you saying that Ireland doesn't like its proximity to? No, I'm saying that. Southern Ireland, Northern Ireland is not is not going to nor and Northern Ireland they're not putting up uh, a fence again. They're not building a they're wall. They're absolutely not going to do that. And right now there's free travel between the two. Okay. So so when you have tariffs and import laws, you can't just bring all the freaking Belgian chocolate you want into Ireland well, and walk it into Northern Ireland. That they're going to have to make a border there. What's the problem? Uh the border there <laughs> is the problem. Okay. The the IRA, the troubles, the the hundred years of uh, bombing stuff, bombing, okay. terrorist attacks, and the the all of that. Basically, you cannot build a wall in Ireland. It'll mm-hmm. get bombed. Like they're like, if you build if you build this wall, we're going to blow it up. It will well, get blown up. I mean, and then everything will get blown up. So, yeah, which will then be like <clears throat> active, like active domestic terrorism all up in the UK. Like, and you're just sounds like it. a good reason not to Brexit. If only someone would have thought of that a couple yeah. of years ago. The um, the fraction, uh, the small party that runs in the UK from Northern Ireland is the party that is giving the Tory government the majority, the power. They're the ones who are propping up the government. To do the separation thing? No, to, to like <clears throat> have the prime minister. Okay. They're saying, we will support you. You can be prime minister, Theresa May. Um also, if you do this, we will remove that support and trigger an instant election. Fucking right. And she is just like, uh, special arrangement for Ireland? And then Scotland was just like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> and and everyone is saying, fuck no. And some people are saying London, because London has its own special rules in, in England. Well, the city of Already, London yeah. Yeah, yeah, is, is saying, like, we want yeah. special rules too. Yeah, we want to be able to import stuff. Great. Yeah. Uh, it's fucked. Yeah. Well, that was, I mean, like... That, the gun that, done fucked the country. Well, that was already one of those things where they talked about when the... What was it the closest we came in referendum? 90s? The 90s, right? Yeah, the 92 one. Yeah. Was it that late? I was in CGEP, so yeah. Yeah, and I was just starting high school. So yeah. Maybe yeah, it was 94. But, <clears throat> look it up. But yeah, but that was one of the things that they talked about was a similar... What happens to Atlantic Canada? Well, exactly. You're yeah. just sort of like, what? <laughs> You're just yeah. like, so what happens to the Maritimes? And then, and but the subsequent conversation was like Montreal being like, "What happens? Can Montreal? we separate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Could we also separate? We can do that. Like the Korean Indonesians. 
Yeah, exactly. That's it. Super weird, but yeah, it's not. They're like feel, all our treaties are with Canada. I feel that just in in general, like referendums should be built into law requiring like yeah, it was nineteen ninety five like an overwhelming majority. Fifty percent plus one is not the like let's leave the country and make like half the country minus one mad or like half the population minus one mad. Like it's just like that. There should be something written in to be like you can absolutely separate from the country, but you need like seventy. 75%. Like, that should be a number. You need a very clear majority. Here's, of here's some 1995 uh, Quebec referendum fun facts. So, it do was do, 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 do. The, the largest voter turnout in Quebec history 93.52% of people reporting. Mm-hmm. The no vote won uh, with a 0.58% margin. So, we're mm-hmm. talking 50.58%. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, carried by 54,288 votes. Mm-hmm. So, almost, four, almost 5 million people voted. No, I'm sorry. Just over 5 million people voted. Crazy. Yep. Oh, man. But yeah, is, 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 so, what's our age difference there? Because between you were starting was starting seventeen, I was in high school still. So. Yeah, I was in high school too. I was just starting high school. Like, did you guys go to the rallies in '95? Absolutely. They let out my high school so that the kids could go who were in grade eleven. That shit was and crazy. We, we didn't we, go to the. My whole group went downtown, and you know that that big poster that has the big Canadian flag, whatever, yeah, in the thing. The, we were all there for that. We had school canceled a bunch because our school was a big high school in the North Shore that was before linguistic school boards. So we had a French side and an English side, and they were like, "You just throwing rocks school, at each right? other." Oh yeah, yeah. Like you just don't get to go to school for a couple of days. And I was like, <laughs> "We referendum was fun. We'd do again." <laughs> like, without yeah, I was like thirteen, so. It, it like I I had that exact same experience, but I was like probably the first time I went downtown without like parental supervision. Maybe mm. it was a little, yeah. maybe I did it before, but it was definitely like a whole everybody cut class at the same time. It was a huge party. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was great. Yeah, we just had school shut down for a couple of days. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But like fifty percent is not the amount to leave a country. Like if you need a bigger. No, it's crazy. Uh, it should it should be something much more yeah like i said like 70 75 percent where you're like if this is like uh catalonia but at the same time is there any (laughs) is there any way ever you could get any population of sufficient size to agree 75 percent for something but i feel that that's the amount that you should need to leave the country that you're in like you're in a massive protectorate and the implications of it like you need to be represented catalonia and quebec are are different based on constitutional agreements but they all but they also had much more than 50 (laughs) percent like in that election which was not ratified or certified by by spain by spain or any other officials that weren't catalonian yeah that's a whole other thing and and catalan has uh a a place in the spanish constitution where quebec does not what what do you mean quebec does not they're not part of the we have amendments right like it's like quebec is only a portion like is is a separate entity it's not the from, the s- distinct society you're talking about from yeah, the yeah, yeah, Mish Lake but, thing but that's it but they're yeah but like Mish well, Lake, Lake wasn't ratified because not everyone signed it right, it's, right, not right. Part, it's not a constitution okay but thing. we we still do have Quebec having its own I think we have mm. more freedom than C- Catalonia has right like we can override the Canadian constitution yeah, no, exactly that's yeah. what I'm saying it is different yeah. <laughs> like having having the rules for Quebec to be able to separate and is, are different right because of the constitutional issues that Canada has mm they don't have it as firm as, say, Catalan and Spain. Yeah, which is not like... Because they're, like, written directly into the Constitution. I didn't follow it too closely, but I understand that it was really fucky. Like, the the Spanish government sent in people and arrested all the organizers of the vote. Well, the police were fighting the military. Like, that's... Crazy. All kinds of nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, You want to talk about movies? Do we? (laughs) Sure, we got a couple minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like... 
Uh, was there anything else? I went to oh, I went to some shows. I should mention the shows while they're kind of sort of sort of topical. I went to two shows. You're the one who brought up movies. Yeah, this was you, man. Yeah, I know, but I just I was like I was just running through those. Like, let's just change the topic away from sad state of political in Hollywood. I went to go see LCD Sound System. Oh, uh, were they? They were amazing. Awesome. It was a uh, like I don't even know what. Okay, I was gonna say I don't even know what more you could ask for. I can get definitely to that. They had a DJ opener, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Like just like kind of got the crowd sort of warm and whatever. And then they played for two hours, which mm. I mean like you can't complain. I feel that like when you go see a band and they play for two hours, like that's not a. The only thing that I will say, um, and they did all like like all the songs were kind of like reworked enough to be like oh they're actually kind of like they're like jamming on this track as opposed to just. Playing it, song. playing it by the numbers. Mm-hmm. However, they did not play Drunk Girls. They did not play Losing My Edge. And they did not play Daft Punk is playing at my house. They probably played those songs too many times. I get it. I get I it. Get, yeah. I get it. That's what you're there for. But I was like, hey, that's what some people are there for. Yeah. I was just like down. Like they, they played like some stuff that I wasn't super familiar with mm-hmm. off of the, the new album because I haven't given the new album. I've listened to it, but I wasn't like yeah. super, super sold on it or whatever. It's not like the... The, the LCD sound system of my childhood or whatever. But I was like, now here's the thing. I get it, especially with Drunk Girls and Daft Punk is playing at my house in a way because I was like, those songs I find also don't really encapsulate LCD sound system. They're kind of a blur song they're too. They're kind of gimmicks, gimmick songs too. <laughs> you know, like, they're fun. I like them. I like mm-hmm. song two a lot too, but I'm like... I not, exactly, like not exactly crowd pleasers either. Like, just kind of low-key beats. <laughs> Are you kidding Daft me? Daft Punk is playing at my house. It's a great song. It's a great song, but it's like, if you're at a concert and he's like, just slowly talking at you while the beat is going... I guess that's true. I'm kind of used to hearing the Justice remix more than no, I am the original I, song. Same, Scott. Like, I, they not, could... They, the Daft uh, Punk is playing at my house starts off with like, ow, ow, ow. And like, it keeps... Like, yeah, yeah. You, you, it, they... Especially with how much they're reworking other songs, like they're they're, they're fine. There you go. Drunk Girls also is like a, basically yeah. a, a thrashing song. Maybe they only play it when Daft Punk is around. Maybe, <laughs> but anyway. But the one that got me though was Losing My Edge. I'm like, A is basically like their band identity. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of like their all their merch and everything is like world. Like they they had shirts of like my middle aged friend went to LCD Sound System and got me this shirt. <laughs> like, but they also had a Losing My Edge T-shirt for sale, and I was mm-hmm. like. Guys, I was like, just don't. That's when you go full-on hockey fan. You buy it and you throw it on stage. <laughs> Whip it at them. I was like, so you pay, if you had floor tickets, it was 80-something bucks, which is like, again, they're... It's a lot, but they're a great band with And they're also 10 people. History. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so many people up on stage. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, it was like a little extra for the floor or whatever. And then like the t-shirts are 40. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if you're that guy who's like, this is my song... I'm at the show. I bought the T-shirt. I'm now like $130 invested into losing my edge. And then they don't. You were so bad at math. 80 plus 40. You went 130. No, it's like 126. It was 86. And then you bought you bought a couple beers. You're at like 150. So your evening is like you're $150 invested into losing my edge, and, and you're you, drunk on Molson then Canadian. Then you do not lose your edge. <laughs> And you're drunk on Molson Canadian, and they're like, "Thank you, have a good night." And you're like, uh. "Okay, but it was a good show anyway." Yeah, it was amazing. I would, yeah. uh, She's would... still there, waiting for the encore. Yeah, just clapping. Holy shit, though, that they have a terrible coat check at Plas Bell. Why? Like, just awful. Like, they didn't open. Like, they didn't allow anyone to get their coat until the encore was done, and it was Fuck the entire that. floor yeah. of like everyone on the floor basically coat check because you're on the floor. Yeah. Not, uh, you're not like sitting in an arena seat. 
Um, and yes, yeah, so you have like that's like a few thousand people sure. who nobody can get their coat in advance, but the lineup is forming all throughout the encore. Jeez. And yeah, exactly. Like we waited almost an hour, and there was still like a significant number of people behind us. I'm like, I feel people probably missed the last. I, I understand. There's a, part of the deal is that they have to have the same security that the NHL uses everywhere else, and that's like Maybe. part of the problem. And and it's not just like on nights that it's not NHL nights; they still have to have that security because the, the NHL doesn't play at Place Bell. It's in Laval. The AHL plays there. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about then. But uh, all all I know is I was like, this is. Very long versus and like it got to the point where like when someone came out of the crowd with their jackets like people were cheering like it was also <laughs> taking some time which I get it it's also a new venue so like these people are probably not like coat check aces like I was like Metropolis it's like choop, 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 and like these people yeah. are like decades of it. coat check experience like they have their systems and stuff whereas I can imagine these people have done it twice this is only the second major show they were just really bummed at the their favorite songs didn't get played yeah, exactly. they, were like, they were still I wanted to hear Daft Punk is playing my for Daft Punk is playing my yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I can imagine. All right, so what was show number two? Uh, show number two is I went to go see Emily Haynes and the Soft Skeleton play at Ligley's. Give me anything Emily Haynes has done that I would know. Well, she's in Metric and she's in Broken Social oh, Scene. Fuck, why? Why would you go? Because her solo Metric stuff? is so bad. Oh, yeah, but her solo stuff is very far removed from Metric. Okay. Like, it's super not poppy. It's very like, All right, so emotional stuff. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Sarah's just having a party outside. Uh-huh. Um yeah, no, she, I, my, my whole entire take on Emily Haynes, especially her solo stuff, is I'm like, she's a great songwriter, she's a great singer, but like, boy, does she just the most pretentious person. Her act starts off, like, okay, musically amazing, watching anyone with a really good voice singing in a church is always kind of like a treat, just to hear sure. like proper acoustics and stuff, like very good. Uh, we saw the arcade fire in the church. Yeah, right? yeah, it was, uh, yeah, well, it was amazing. The members of the soft skeleton were like two members of broken social scene, so like musicians who like know what's up. Sure. And then her collaborator Jimmy Shaw was there also. So everything was good. And like I said, I mean, honestly, give uh, uh, "Knives Don't Have Your Back" was her album from like that she was kind of promoting. Like, give it a listen if you want some like yeah, emo yeah, stuff. Like, like it is it's incredibly far removed from metric. Like okay. very, very well, that that can only sell me on yeah, it. It's, man. it's it's a lot closer to broken social scene, kind of like that like stuff. But yeah, so like she starts off with like this thing where she has like a little briefcase and like opens it up and then takes out a pillow and like lies down and then she has like a conversation with herself over the speakers and like whatever and I was like God, Shut the fuck up and play. Like, get, get 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 to it. Like it was just like exactly just uh, Yep. Do you remember we went to see a show? Oh, you maybe you weren't there. I, I saw Metric at the same night that they. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We were the, the what's at it? the Momorinsi. Uh, yeah, uh, the and Festival. it just it sounded like nobody wanted to be on stage. It was just fucking boring. Yeah, but this yeah. this she was much more engaged. Than okay. I think obviously because it's her songs. Sure, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Uh, and has more of her on piano, which Metric is usually she's just the front woman, and yeah. she's not a great front woman. Like, and there was like one song, like her one energetic song with the soft skeleton that she like got up from behind the piano and did a little dancing thing. Right away, I was like, oh, this is why Metric sucks. I'm like, she's not a great front woman. Mm-hmm. Like behind a piano, it's okay. Just like standing her alone up there with a the mic, I'm like, you just don't. You don't have that. You don't have it. You don't have it. Just stay watch some more Axl Rose and his prime stuff. Yeah, exactly. But it just like, but and I mean like I don't necessarily know if everybody does. Like would Tori Amos be compelling if she wasn't behind the piano? Probably not. But she definitely would have cranked a pretentious up to eleven. And, oh, yeah. and like because I I know I don't remember if I was at it or if a friend was telling me about it. But she she did a lot of shows where she would like talk to her piano like it's like a friend who's on yeah. stage with her and all that all that. Well, shows. Emily Haynes talked. I mean to that's herself. that's part of the show though. He kind of. 
expect that. Oh, and I get it, and I get it too. And I, and there was like like like, like polite little like mm-hmm, like murmurings and stuff with when in Emily Haynes was doing her pretentious stuff. Like I'm mm. sure there's plenty of people who were like, oh, Emily is so like very like <laughs> whimsical or whatever like look having a conversation with herself she's referring to her old songs as sonic fossils Ugh. yeah exactly i'm like yeah. playing the music the I'm like, like, as a fan <laughs> of the music i was like i just i like i like i like the music i like her voice i like a lot of stuff about this but all of the like the window dressing of the show i was like yeah. Yeah. but yeah it was super cool to see uh, play in a church cool cool very nice movie i mean i saw another wolf cop yep how was another wolf cop i didn't read your article Oh, it was good. Canadian trauma film. It was a Canadian trauma film. Like, really. Uh, like, what if Toxic Avenger got on a hockey team? Because yeah. that Wolf Cop does that. Now, the thing about Another Wolf Cop, I have not watched it, but apparently it is the same Wolf Cop as Wolf Cop, so the title is a misnomer. Well, it might mean another film, because Wolf Cop was also the title of the film. Yeah, but I feel that... So it doesn't have to that, be that, specifically... That, that, that it's not like Teen Wolf 2. It's... It's another wolf cop. But I would, you know, but it's still Lou Garou, right? Yeah, it is still Lou. Yeah, <laughs> Officer exactly. Garou. Officer yeah. Garou. Officer, Officer Lou, Lou Garou. <laughs> exactly, but I was wait, like, wait. do you guys get it? Because <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> I'm not sure I do. <laughs> but I remember like in the first, like when, when they announced another wolf cop, because it was coming at Fantasia uh, this summer and then just had, has a limited theatrical release this week. When they announced another wolf cop, part of me was just kind of hoping that it'd be like, where does this one take place in Saskatchewan? Or Manitoba? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Saskatchewan or Manitoba. One of them. But I was just kind of like hoping that... I mean, took... at some point they end up in Regina. <laughs> but I was just hoping the that like... City for that, re- that, that it was just fun. like in the Maritimes and it was just another wolf cop. <laughs> 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 like, just like, there's another policeman who's a werewolf, which I feel would also kind of... Right. Like, it it, it could have been story. called More Wolf Cop. It could have been called Wolf Cop Part 2. Yeah. It, it's the sequel to Wolf Cop. Yes. I and and was it's it a direct good? sequel to Wolf Cop. It's Officer Lou. It, yeah. Uh, it was it delivered as promised, which a lot of movies can't do. That mm-hmm. this one had a cop. There was also a werewolf. The first one was delightful. Like I had no beefs. I thought it did not deliver. I thought it like it, it did okay. It's just that it did not have enough stuff right, to. Here, here we go. At, yeah. at some point, the werewolf is on the ice in a hockey game, <laughs> and the other team tries to kill him because they're evil. Uh-huh. Right. And he gets into a fight one on one with one guy. Does and after punching out? him a couple times, he's a werewolf. Yeah, he jerseys at this him. point, he jerseys him with his own skin. He digs his claws into his back, pulls <laughs> <laughs> his skin up over his head, and then punches him. Right. And that's the other thing. Too. And I feel like you know, once you get there, you're fine. You're fine. Like you're good. It's, you are now watching d- another wolf cop. <laughs> The thing also about at least Wolf Cop that I like, and I think from the trailers, two does look a little, little more that they ran with it. Probably a little bit, a little bit of a bigger budget. And we're mm-hmm. talking about like the difference between like maybe five and ten thousand dollars, but that's still doubling the budget, y'all. <laughs> I've seen big budget werewolf movies that have worse transformations. So, but the other thing that's cool, at least I'm assuming Wolf Cop Two kind of kept it from the press material, is that it's all practical effects. So like even the stuff that looks kind of bad. It's still practical effects, so it's not bad CG, which I have like infinitely more patience mm. with. Totally. Oh yeah, no, totally, totally. totally. Like, it, is, it is completely practical. Yeah, effects. like bad practical effects. I'm just like, that yep. was. Did you hear that thing? Thanks for trying. There's, there's a craft. Yeah, someone yeah. was talking about that about Stranger Things, 
they were like, imagine how much better Stranger Things would be if it was all practical effects. Like, if Dart was a little, like... Like, even a dog with, like, painted fur and shit, you know? Well, not necessarily terrible practical effects, but, like, just good practical effects. Like, if, if... it would have been so good, and it would have it would have made it would have been thematically good. Exactly, yeah. like that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they already have the, the gimmick they, casting. They actually talk about that in Beyond Stranger Things. Have you been watching any of it? No. I, could, I okay. couldn't get past what's his name's introduction. He was fucking so. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. They they talk about they did fully practical on the Demogorgon in the first season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he couldn't move because they covered him with so much lube, <laughs> falling all over the place. But it still, it would have been it would have been so good. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, Another Wolf Cop was a lot of fun. Um, It probably would have been better if I wasn't watching it by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, it, that, it definitely need a, a that reminds a, a me sixer and some buddies yeah. to that reminds me of the Zombievers conundrum. Like John and I went to go see Zombievers at a midnight screening at Fantasia a couple of years ago. And we're like yeah, and then it got a second showing about like a two in the afternoon, and Walter went and he was like, "It was okay," and I was like. Because a movie full of rowdy people at a midnight theater, screaming yeah, drunk people at midnight, screaming yeah. about every kill and everything, versus by yourself being like, huh. yeah, huh. yeah, exactly. You know, like, yeah. That, like that was probably your response to the guy getting his skin jersey. If we were the three of us watching, it would be like, whoa, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, I would, Marissa's like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> I was aware of that. Like, I I knew that I was watching not the a movie, movie wrong, yeah. not a, not in the perfect viewing circumstance. Yeah. Um, you want to rank this? Was bit? Yeah, fun. I, I I don't even need to look too too hard. I know exactly where it goes. Where does it, it go? It, it goes it right what? above Underworld Blood Wars, right underneath Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Harsh no that, problems with that. That's not harsh. Pirates of the Caribbean. That's a couple Stranger spots Tides. up from Return to Newcomb High. And, uh, all right, all right. That's you, fair. That's in similar yeah. territory. Do you want I, to I guess for a trauma trauma type film, that's pretty high up, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Bound, you bumped Lloyd. Bumped Lloyd down a spot with your practical effects. What, uh, what number are you at? Where's uh? Oh, that is. I would put it rock steady at number ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Things. Okay, gotcha. Do you want to talk about any other movies? Yeah. I mean, I watched the uh, Disney's Jungle Book, the original version, this this last week. That's okay. uh, totally worth ranking. The bare necessities and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's a good. Is Disney talking movie. that? Yeah. Okay. So he's not a silent protagonist. That's the one that has like the same animation from the Robin Hood one. Well, the bear does. does. Yeah, Baloo is like this, like traced over from one movie to the next. Same voice actor. Yeah, Yeah. who's also Um, the voice actor. Other way around. Robin Hood is after. Okay. Um, Yeah, the Jungle Book is Disney classic and a Disney classic that you go back on and you're just like, it's exactly what it should be. Was it still good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good. Those old movies, I find like. No, some of them are not great. Once you get into the seventies, you get like the rescuers, and like, oh, that fuck your oh. couch. I love the rescuers. When was the last time no, you saw that? No, but I'm gonna say, but six. those movies, like the one, the ones I'm thinking of that stand out from that era are Jungle Book, uh, Robin Hood, Aristocats, Snow White to a degree, but they're like they're not. Snow White is beautiful because it's the first one. Yeah, but if yeah. you get into like Alice in Wonderland and Sleeping Beauty, and you're kind of yeah. like, oh, that's but it, that's I feel that they're like fine. Alice in Wonderland. That, that's a classic. Yeah. But it, it's weird to watch because it's huh. very episodic. Yeah. Yeah, she goes um, from like one thing to yeah, the next yeah, thing. Yeah, but that's also sure. true of Alice that's, in Wonderland. That's true of Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Yeah. Um, Sleeping Beauty is the opposite. You're just like, they made a movie of this story? Yeah. yeah. It is really long. Yeah. But that's it. But I find but the, but those, but those early, the early Cinderella Disney movies, I feel, like, are not like hyper-targeted kids. Like, they're still kids' movies, but they're not as like, I don't think they were like, 
There's a weird kind of like austerity to them. You know, they're yeah, like yeah, so yeah. serious, even though they have and the little anim- nice like, and so whatever. much of the animation just holds up. Yeah, Sword in the that's Stone. for sure. Sword in the Stone is also kind of a uh, yeah. kind of a slog to get through. Except yeah. until you get to that wizard battle at the end, that was fucking ace. That's that's the best part of it. Totally, you're like yeah. that's right in the middle of the movie. Yeah, and you're like. When am I getting to it, and how much is left now once it's over? But yeah, the like Jungle Book is pretty straight line. Jungle Book is great. Yeah, like it's, I mean, what do you call it? King Louis is hilarious. Cause intimidating. Shere Khan is scary. Blue like, is great. Blue is great. And uh, the vultures that are actually the Beatles is really weird. They're actually the Beatles. Yeah, they they all speak with Manchester <laughs> accents for no reason. They have shaggy hair. <laughs> Yeah, it's very weird. Why am I drawing a uh, Bagheera? Bagheera. I was yeah. like, it was like Black Panther. Yeah, exactly. Bagheera, like, basically is the best. Yep. <laughs> You're just like, I want the, one. I want a Bagheera. The music is great and not super annoying. Mm-hmm. That was what I loved. Like, we're gonna. I'm gonna watch Aristocats. I think before next episode, we're gonna get Aristocats. We're gonna put Aristocats on straight, the list. Straight to number one. Straight <laughs> to the top. Aristocats. There's the Aristocrats. The Aristocats is definitely in my top ten list of movies I've watched the most. Really? Yeah, I watched Aristocats. That's fucking weird, man. Really? I'm gonna. Chris really likes the Aristocats. Can I just say it again? That's really fucking weird. Of all of the Disney movies, yeah, man. Like for me, it's Robin Hood. Like that. That's my Disney movie. I've got a freaking Robin Hood tattoo. Mine was probably The Lion King. I didn't. I watched the shit out of that, and but but it was like later. Anyway, oh, I love Aristocats. Anyway, you should watch it. Just so watch it. Moana is watch the... right now. Aristocats forever. hundred years. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm looking above that. Above Moana, because I think that's a Zootopia kids movie. No, Zootopia is up Zootopia. there a little bit at 67. Okay. And then Song of the Sea. Oh, yeah. Song of the Sea, Song is... Of the sea is one of our highest ranked kids. I think it, it has to be our highest ranked kids movie because it's all the way up at fucking 26. Uh, Coraline's way... at 30. Princess Mononoke is not a kid's movie. Not Holy kid's shit, movie. did I scar my kid with that? Oh, well, man. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's chopping people's heads off in that movie it a lot. happens twice. Rinky, <laughs> 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 rinky. six? No, he Get kills. Get shit together. Six he kills a good... He's four. <laughs> he kills a bunch of people. Whatever. Grow up, Archer. <laughs> Grow up, pair. Next up, Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> 72 decapitations. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at, like, a... Just remember that whatever See, you rank it as, I'm going to be pushing TM- hard that Aristocats goes above it. I'm looking at that, <laughs> that TMNT Pitch Perfect Lego Batman movie area. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I'm on here with that. Above Ghostbusters by Paul Feig. Shut up. The, um, <laughs> above, <laughs> never mind. Above, um, oh, well, you know, above the right Descent, above the Bad Batch, above Mr. Dino. I, I, yeah. I think that's There's about a lot where of, it goes. I have, a, I have a lot of... Um, like room for those like classic animated films just because of just because of the animation like i feel like you can watch those on quiet and if you start to look at the animation you're like so good (laughs) what's what's your feedback about tmnt above or below above or below tmnt i haven't seen jungle book in long enough it was never one of my solid faves i liked it but it was never like i'm gonna say above i think the animation and for that pencil drawn animation is really just right when it's great it's in the mommy daddy button so where is it Right that, we're looking right at number 46 for The Jungle Book. Gotcha. Con- under Kong Skull Island and above TMNT. I mean, it doesn't have Samuel L. Jackson trying to fight a giant monkey. But it does have a giant monkey. It does have a giant monkey. Who's got Be Like You is a great song. Yeah. Fucking... King Louis great. King Did you Louis see the live action one? Not the, not the latest. There were two. Yeah, I said, yeah. I said not the latest. The other one. But I was like, man, the King Louis scene is 
terrifying when you're just sort of like when the monkeys are just all screaming and stuff. You're mm-hmm. like, monkeys are scary when they're angry. Monkeys are scary ever since that woman got killed by an orangutan, or not killed, almost killed. Or like the, the guy, the fucking chimpanzee pet. Yeah, exactly. Had a pet chimpanzee and then like brought in a, a birthday cake and got scared and then like tore her eyes out and ate her ass. Ate yes. her hands. Yeah, ate her hands. Then ate her. You ass. can get pictures. It's awful. Yeah, all yeah. of that is. I'm awful. scared of monkeys. <laughs> Absolutely, monkeys are terrifying. Yeah. Today's don't lesson. Te- do not teach them the secret of fire. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Today's lesson was monkeys terrifying. Russia, quit doing drugs with all your athletes. Nine to five hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9 to 5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90S or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.